0: Welcome to Mindspace Minimal.
1: We're your hosts, Daniel Ryan
0: and Jessica Yatrofsky.
1: You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode. listeners, sip all the tea you want, because today we're talking about the (laughs) tarot. So today's Minimal Sode, I'm very excited about as well. We're going to be talking about tarot, and um, just to kind of talk to you guys about Minimal Sodes again, (laughs) the Minimal Sodes are where we riff and share our thoughts about a variety of topics and answer any listener questions, so you guys can feel free to send those in if you have them. But today, let's talk about tarot. Mm -hmm. Dan, Mm -hmm. what do you know?
1: Oh, man. I love the tarot. I I, I came to the tarot through a kind of sideways uh, angle, through past life regression and a general interest in mythology and archetypal psychology. And in past life regression, particularly, just to focus on that for a moment, Once you have worked with and do hundreds or thousands of past life regressions with people, the roles in the family system and things like mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, son, daughter, and of course my role in my own family system, these things become kind of codified and known in such a way as you begin to see, again, the role of mother or father as a kind of artifice that is filled by the character or a kind of um, a role that is, that is played. Uh, so from that point of view, I think it, it starts with me with past life regression of seeing the characters within family systems and then tribe and community and culture and, and every other way. And then that kind of expanded and extrapolated out to mythology and archetypal psychology. And there's a couple great books I always recommend on that subject. King warrior magician lover is one book about male archetypes. I absolutely love and recommend all the time. And then the goddess within is a book by Roger Wolger who, and his wife, uh, who was a regression therapist that is about female archetypes.
0: Have you ever read that on the train? <laughs> people seeing you read the goddess within.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Uh, And so from there, that got me to the tarot, which there's so many different ways to talk about And I don't consider myself an expert on the subject. You're hearing somebody who just kind of loves the tarot as a subject has, I've read many people's cards. I've not been paid for it yet. I
0: heard you're really good at it though. Thank you. I have a reputation
1: for being very good at it, which I've worked very hard at.
0: You've never read
1: I do apologize. It's something. <laughs> I, it's one of the last things that usually comes up because everything else I'm doing is so weird to begin with. We usually get stuck on that. But yeah, so I just fell kind of in love with working with the cards and seeing the story of the tarot. You know, in each point in each card as part of the story. You know, it's very natural. You know, coming at it kind of plain. First of all, there's tons of superstition around the tarot. The way we're going to talk about it for the next 10 or 20 minutes, you know, I want us first to start with this understanding. It's just a deck of cards. Slabs of cardboard with illustrations painted on them. So then they can become something more to us, and then they begin... Uh, they can be a deck of cards again when so we're done we can with
0: it. Project everything onto the card. And- <laughs> yes,
1: the card is a mirror,
0: and obsess about it. Uh, oh my
1: gosh, is it upside <laughs> down? Oh, please oh. don't be upside down. So first of all, you have the major and the minor arcana. In the major arcana, arcana translates from Latin as secrets. So you have the major and minor secrets of life, as told by the cards. And then, of course, there are many different decks, many decks we could talk about. For the sake of ease, we're going to talk about the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Uh, and that is the one that, everybody's, that? yes, everybody's most can familiar I see it with. While you're talking? Of course. Yes, I'm going to hand my deck to Jessica as we're talking My lad is
0: your deck. Yes. Oh, that didn't sound very nice. <laughs> we're going to edit that out.
1: <laughs> so there are many different decks that can be worked with of course, it's really particular to the person. It's personal, ultimately, what works for you and what doesn't. There is no end, or can be no end, to the superstitious thinking around the cards. So one of the first things we want to do is kind of strip away any of that unnecessary, again, just kind of superstition, attaching our own fears or phobias. You know, I I was reading cards at a party once and I was going to read somebody and you know, she said, don't tell me anything bad. You know, and, and I just love that as an example of, you know, people are kind of afraid of the cards. you know, it's like this idea of,
0: I can it, relate to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I can relate to that. I understand the feeling, but coming back to, it's a deck of cards. Like what power really was being projected onto me in this deck of cards in that moment when something I said to her, apparently could have very easily ruined her night and we're at a party
0: yeah you, you don't know? want to be a no buzz kill. not
1: at all first do no harm that's 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 always the rule but especially when you're at a party and you don't want to bring down the vibe so anyway coming back to the tarot as a study the cards of the major arcana we could spend all our time with i mean we begin with the fool key zero and we go from the fool to the magician, the magician to the high priestess, and the high priestess to the empress. Those are the first four cards, zero, one, two, and 3. And the fool, and just to talk this through for a second, the fool is androgynous. If we looked at that card, it, he's a male figure. But looked at closely, I mean, he's definitely has male and female qualities. There's something deeply feminine about the card, about the character. In the same way, there's something deeply feminine, oftentimes, about the most beautiful men. That they I feel have. like
0: you're defending the fool. And if he's male... Go ahead. He's a fool. <laughs> that's, well, not, that's one reading. Let's not give him that's any feminine reading. energy. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, the,
1: uh, no, I get it. I get it. The... Uh, the fool, I mean, to your point, though, and the, the truth of the joke there, I mean, the fool is a fool, you know, and the part of that card that is always so powerful, you know, it's trickster energy. It's the Joker in the Batman comic books, and, it, and it's everything positive and negative that is presented there. It's key zero, You see, so the zero is very important too, that it hasn't happened yet. It's non-material. As zero, it's the next word I'm going to say before I've said it. So it's the next moment of creation before it has come into creation. And in that sense of possibility, anything can happen. It's the unwritten future. It's the fool card. So it has... Male and female, masculine and feminine. He has the natural world at his feet and his tiny white dog, which looks exactly like my dog, Levi. He's wearing a dress. He's wearing, yeah, I believe he's wearing a tunic. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's standing at a precipice at the end of a cliff and could very easily fall off as he's singing.
0: Yeah, this looks pretty dumb. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. So again, it's this line between foolishness and absolute triumph and glory it's the it's the size of one's dream and goal that feels impossible and foolish but it takes a dreamer you know somebody courageous enough to stand next to the cliff take a risk perhaps
0: ignorance is bliss
1: so from the fool we go to the magician through magic The world comes into creation. This is what the tarot says. And, you know, magic in this case could take the place of many other words, perhaps. But from the fool into the the wisdom and power of the magician. The magician itself, a very masculine card. But again, really all cards have masculine and feminine in them. And from the magician, we go to the high priestess. The high priestess is a lady you do not want to mess with. The, the High Priestess is the height of feminine power and magic, and the magic through which creation is made begins in the masculine and passes through the magician to the feminine and the High Priestess. And from the High Priestess, this celestial feminine power, it becomes an earthly feminine power, the Empress, who in her card is sitting in her gardens in a beautiful robe, leaned back, in repose, deeply comfortable, confident, and at ease, secure, in a a scene of absolute fertility. So this is just the first four moments uh, of the major arcana, which present this little story of masculine and feminine that is the creation of our world, that could be the creation of a project, that could be the start of a business, that could be the start of our day... And it's just this beautiful little microscope that we can scale in and out and zoom in and out and look at our lives through. And every moment of the tarot is a moment in our lives. Every single card, you know, whether it's a moment of triumph or defeat, poverty, destitution. Yes, I'm being. What is that? is that? I'm the, holding up a card. I believe it's the Ten of Swords. Is that an X on top? Yes. Yeah. The Ten of Swords. So that card, which is a relatively violent scene of what looks like a man on the floor with ten swords in his back. Many different interpretations of these cards. This is another thing. As I offer my interpretations, there are luminaries I look up to. Jodorowsky. Alejandro Yodorowski in his book, The Way of the Tarot. He's my shaman when it comes to the tarot, and I don't generally have shamans. Uh, but he is... An absolute guru and just an incredible character to begin with. If you're not familiar with him as a character, Alejandro Yoderowski, artist, self-proclaimed uh, shaman, and uh, founder of a kind of therapy called psychomagic. Fascinating character, uh, yeah. And it's presented ultimately that these cards, like the Ten of Swords, there which the Ten of Swords, this is just my interpretation, of which there are many, You know, depicts this guy who's really destroyed by his own thinking process. The, the swords themselves, so generally speaking, again, open to many interpretations, the swords can be thought of as the mental realm, our thoughts, the so- each sword itself, a thought or a pattern of thinking, a certain way of thinking. And the swords, of course, can be used as weapons of protection, they can be used nobly, they can be used gracefully in battle to to win the day and to protect the kingdom, or if they're in the wrong hands or, you know, used against us, they're terrible weapons, just like our thoughts can be. So there we have a character who was, looks like in this scene, you know, somewhat violently put to death by his own way of thinking. But if we reinterpret that, you know, thinking about that for myself, it's, my own self-defeating thoughts. It's worth mentioning too, ten comes at the end of the progression of, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So it's at the end in the minor arcana of this particular story. And then we would begin with the major arcana and their depiction of the swords. It's always important too, the card that comes before or after, if we were doing a reading today, which we, go, we want to pull some cards? Yeah. Let's do let's it. Let's
0: do a little reading. I have a, a few questions. Please. So break down the, if you pull a card and it's upside down versus right side up.
1: Yeah. First off, we have to break out of any kind of binary reading of the cards. Upside down versus right side up can mean so many different things. So just to offer a couple different readings. One, it could be a depiction or a reflection of the person who pulled the cards seeing things either upside down or from a unique point of view or from some other perspective that is not quote unquote right side up, you know, from a perspective that has some new or unique filter upon it that would give them some interesting way of looking at the scene. It can, it can mean that something within the situation is upside down or inverted. You know, I sometimes compare it to wearing a sock that is not, uh, that's inside out, Mm -hmm. you know, and that it doesn't mean that the situation is inherently negative or that it all goes south, you know, or it all goes pear-shaped. It means something is peculiar. Something is odd. Something is unique or could use shifting or is happening at a interesting point of view, seeing cards next to each other too. When one is upside down and the other one is right side up, seeing how they speak to each other mm-hmm. is always important as well. So I, I want to emphasize because I've seen this happen again with so many people and wanting to strip away any kind of, uh, superstition and any kind of unsophisticated thinking that I know you're better than, you know, it was just seeing, it as more than binary upside down and right side up in the cards i would go so far as to say almost never means quote unquote good or bad Mm. Uh, it's it's always more nuanced it's more subtle than that it exists on a spectrum and in conversation with every other card and scene that's presented there
0: last question Uh, please my superstitions that i have about the cards sometimes when i pull cards I have a few different decks that I love using and I'll do the, you know, pull one a day thing or just pull one when I'm feeling funky Mm -hmm. or pull one when I have some kind of question. But it's interesting. For the most part, I never really like ask a question. Mm -hmm. It's more of like, what kind of guidance can you share with me today? And I'll pull a card based on that. And I love that. I feel like the cards definitely do speak to me in that way. But one thing that I get superstitious about is, say, I'll pull a card, like I pulled a card the other day, and then I leave it out for the day. So I can pass by it, look at it, reflect on what it is giving to me. But sometimes I'll forget to put it back in the deck. And then I'll pull cards, either like three or past, present, future, or do the one card a day and realize, oh, fuck, I didn't put those cards back in the deck. Hmm. Does that mean anything?
1: Yeah, it's all, the whole thing's ruined.
0: That's what it feels like. <laughs> but then I started yeah. to let that go because I do, do have, let it go. I have one card that I keep out all the time. Yeah. And this is an, another two long of a conversation to be having, but I have this card that I keep out. I have this card that I keep out and I have like a stone on it and it's in my shrine Mm -hmm. and that hasn't gone back in the deck in a very long time. Mm -hmm. So does that render the deck (laughs) incorrect now because it's missing its one card?
1: So if I may, Mm -hmm. what I don't believe in is people's cards working against them. Okay. See see what I would ultimately encourage here. And again, appreciating your referencing your own superstitious thinking. And mm-hmm. I have my own and we all have our own. And it's good to kind of see these things. It doesn't even mean we need to change it. It's just kind of emotional intelligence and seeing it. You're, I would I would suggest, this is my uh, suggestion. So, of course, take what's useful and leave mm-hmm. the rest. But you own your cards. Your cards can't hurt you. Okay. You can put your cards anywhere you want. You can exclude with that, whichever ones you want. You can do whatever you want with them and they can't hurt you.
0: I had pulled a few cards. I think it was like two weeks ago. I pulled three mm-hmm. and um, I left them in the book mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I want to think about this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I pulled a card, I think yesterday or the day before. No, yesterday. And pulled the card and then I opened the book and I saw that I had three cards out of the deck and I was like, mm-hmm. Ugh, those cards weren't in the deck. But then I was like, screw those cards. <laughs> they didn't need to be in the deck because I've never gotten that card that I pulled that sure. day. And maybe I didn't get it because they, these other three cards were taken up space. So they were gone out of the deck and I pulled this beautiful card that spoke to me that day. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Just live in life. That's right. <laughs> Here are your cards.
1: No, please. Now oh, please. That, now that they've now... got your hands on them. Okay. What would you like to do? do? you want to do past, present, future? Would you like to pull one card? Would you like to ask a question?
0: Um. So what is... I just snapped really loud.
1: I'm happy to recommend something too.
0: Why don't you recommend something? All right.
1: So let's start with three cards. Let's start with past, present, future. Okay. And go ahead and lay them How down. How should we do this? Go ahead and lay them down wherever you want, wherever you're comfortable.
0: Here, I'll do it. Can I do it on? Here, I'm going to give you this back. I'll take that. I want to get this deck. You know, somebody told me once that tarot decks are more powerful when they're gifted to you as opposed yeah. to you buying them for yeah. yourself. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I agree. I mean, everything's more powerful when it's gifted. Okay. Right?
0: Well, great. <laughs> right? Right?
1: I mean, what's more power? Like if I gifted you something or you bought it off Amazon, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure the deck that you're handling, I bought off Amazon. So I also, I wouldn't worry about it too much.
0: Okay. So is there a rhyme or reason to how to cut these cards? I got these cards on my lap right now. And on a clipboard
1: all right so as you're holding the cards there it really is just what you're comfortable with if you'd like to shuffle or cut the deck any further feel free that particular deck is already pretty well shuffled but uh you know you really you want to get your kind of vibration and frequency and essence and juju quote unquote all up in there so go ahead and, and just have some fun with it
0: all right i'm gonna, you want to see how much fun i'm about to have with this Taking my tourmaline,
1: oh boy, I <laughs> put it on top. It's getting top. real, it's getting real. I'm gonna
0: put it on top. Here we go. Okay, so I'm just gonna put my hands over the cards, beautiful with the rock. And we're doing past, present, future,
1: yes, to so, start with.
0: I don't need to ask a question, right? You don't it's need just... to, okay. you can if you'd like, but no, you don't no, need to. no, let's not try to be controlling, Jessica. <laughs> okay. Sent some good vibes down into the deck. All right. So, any hand I should be holding this in?
1: Whatever feels right.
0: Okay. And just do 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 do.
1: Correct. Okay. Do 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 do.
0: And flip them over. Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, nice. Call them out as you're pulling them, please, just so okay. I can hear them. In I the don't know what connection.
0: these are. <laughs> <laughs> Point. so go know. ahead and
1: hand them over i'll call them out
0: okay so the first one i pulled was
1: so the first card and it's the, the other way around right is the six of pentacles followed by the upside down 10 of pentacles wait but are
0: you holding it the right the way that i gave it to you
1: followed by the seven of wands do i have it upside down is it like this
0: no you're right yeah okay. that first guy was right side up okay okay
1: so, in a general reading, and again... This
0: Don't tell me anything bad.
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I really I want to emphasize again, this is... You're hearing a dedicated and devoted hobbyist's interpretation of the cards. As I also say, you know, there's not one final interpretation of the cards. We have a picture in the Six of Pentacles, a rich and affluent merchant expressing uh, charity, really, to two people... Who look homeless and impoverished at his feet, essentially. In the background, there is a scene of a kingdom, a castle, some greenery. In the foreground, very flat land. He's holding in one hand scales and offering alms or coins with the other. This is a, a card of charity, to be certain, and a sense of affluence. And the position of your past today, you know, this would just speak for some sense of charity generosity abundance wealth perhaps transaction too you know the guy appears to be some form of merchant uh a a masculine energy perhaps as well but again i mean we have the scales right here so in the card there's justice there's balance there are these natural forces says this is a wonderful moment as it is expressed in the card. I mean, at least in terms of the expression of generosity, I mean, there's also destitution and poverty here as well.
0: And, but that's the past. So how does that, are well, you going to get to that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, this I is, I don't want to interrupt you. If you're
1: you're the expert on you. So I wouldn't tell you how this ad- applies to you. You okay. know, I really wouldn't. And feel free to ask questions and offer as much or as little information as you'd like in terms mm-hmm. of interpreting, But what this speaks for is some kind of sense of generosity, affluence, abundance, charity. Moments of charity in your past reflect on your acts of charity. You know, this is a a card of expressing that and reminding of that. And then next to it, we have, very interestingly, again, kind of upside down, not kind of upside down, but upside down, the Ten of Pentacles, where in this scene... We have an older gentleman. I mean, this could really be, you know, maybe months, maybe years, but, you know, further into the story of the same character. A older gentleman in repose in his garden with two dogs at his feet. They look like Italian greyhounds or something like that. It looks like a a scene in Florence or Tuscany or something. The pentacles, by the way, will generally represent physical workmanship the pentacles have been sculpted from from wood and stone and metal and made with a person's hands so you know the the pentacles speak for the density of life workmanship career vocation uh what we devote our our time and energy to in terms of what feeds us and and feeds our families so there's again there's a sense of the merchant, there's a sense of transaction, there's a sense of work throughout the pentacles. And in the upside-downness of this scene, in the position of the present, you know, again, coming back to a, a nuanced interpretation here.
0: Things are upside down. Well, yes. Right now. Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, just this sense of the upside-downness of things, even concurrent with what can be a sense of, if, if only for a moment of abundance or completion or, you know, there being a sense of, you know, momentary satisfaction that is turned upside down. Um, the last thing I, I want to mention, there's, you know, also a presence of family in the 10 of pentacles, that you have what looks like sons or daughters or grandchildren or something nearby, this sense of fertility within the kingdom. I believe the robes on this old man might be the same as the robes on the empress, which I was mentioning before. Uh, so there, there is a, a real sense of possibility, fertility, a focus on family, mm-hmm. you know, in the same way we were talking about a focus on family during the pandemic and during mm-hmm. staying at home. And then finally, in the position of the future here, the Seven of Wands, which is kind of it's one of my favorite cards. I don't know why this one always comes up in readings. I feel like I see this one a lot, not necessarily with myself, but sometimes. And this guy's just like mid skirmish.
0: Can I see him again? Of
1: course. Yeah, he's basically somewhat in the background. While in the foreground, there's just sticks being thrown at him. And he's defending himself. I mean, he's just outright defending himself.
0: This is my future.
1: That's right. Now, stay with me for a second, though. In a in a a nuanced reading of what's possible (laughs) there, I mean, here's the thing: it's practice. Okay. It's practice. So
0: maybe I'm like getting good with the stick. Well, precisely,
1: yeah, precisely. You're gaining dexterity. You're training. You're using your wand. The the wand is the tool, the instrument that makes the magic.
0: He does have an expression on his face like, come on, man, really? Yeah.
1: Well, again, it's mid skirmish, you know, so. That's a good
0: way to describe it.
1: The seriousness of the battle, I totally defer to you ultimately. It doesn't have to be a serious battle, though. Again, it's just like dudes playing with sticks Mm -hmm. at the same time.
0: Well, the sticks, it looks like he stopped them.
1: Yeah, I mean it does. Frankly, it looks like he's doing a pretty good job at yeah. the moment. All right, he's right certainly on. not. I mean, he's not that guy impaled by his own swords, right? That we saw in the Which, ten of swords. Isn't
0: that funny that I stopped on that card? Yes, because I like to torture myself, <laughs> and then go like, "Look at this! Is the scariest thing I found in the deck."
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, those are. I mean, the scary cards are our achievements. We we could and should do a whole episode on Pamela Coleman-Smith, who is the female artist who did these illustrations, whose life is and was fascinating, who might be one of the most unsung and interesting characters in the history of all art. She's responsible for probably the most indelible occult images we have in that she created the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Um, so she is an incredible character. I've got 20 bucks that says there's some phenomenal book or movie about her in the next couple decades because she had a fascinating life. It was a fascinating woman. So Jessica, I'd like you to pull two more cards now as we finish up to place on top of the past, present and future. And then one final card, two of wands and a three of wands. Right next to it? Mm -hmm. All right. And show me that one, please. Ah, yes. The Five of Pentacles. Lovely choices.
0: Maybe. Ah, yes. Did you? you, I'm curious. (laughs) Did you take
1: those from the top or did you take those from the middle of the deck? From the top. Amazing.
0: Was I supposed to take them from the top? There's no
1: supposed to. I was just wondering where they came from because they're beautiful choices. Again, I love this about the tarot. So those last two before we get to the the final one okay you have the two of wands and the three of wands which is remarkable of course because they're right next to each other and speaks for a natural progression you can hold on to that okay so those two cards the two and three of wands those are your subconscious mind and your conscious mind and they can also speak for any duality inside of you happening at the moment any duality that happens inside of all of us masculine or feminine you know the the forward facing and what's in the background night and day up and down etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: I'm gonna need a nap after this
1: <laughs> indeed this is, I, I, I apologize I love the tarot so much no, I this just, is
0: great it's
1: delicious to I'm
0: me I'm taking it in
1: the two and the three of wands there you have in both cards scenes of of men relatively well, well framed in the center there actually may I see them just hold them up for me to see Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So on one side, on the left here, the two of wands, this gentleman is holding in his hand, and correct me if I'm wrong, a kind of crystal ball that almost looks like he's seeing the future in it or something like that, correct?
0: hmm
1: Yeah, this guy is, is looking over his land. He is, again, the card's tools of divination, but we needn't take that too seriously, right? We don't want to get too superstitious about that. But the, the cards are all about foretelling and seeing the future and all this kind of stuff. So here we have in this, in this card a guy like us trying to look into his future, surveying his land, surveying his kingdom, his wands comfortably positioned nearby, the tools with which he creates nearby. But he is not in a moment of activity. He is in a moment of reflection observation, strategizing, making decisions, collecting information. Now in the second card, similar scene, correct? Although this gentleman's looking out into a desert. Is that correct? Is there a a river in the background of the desert? Describe the natural scene.
0: I think so. It looks like, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like boats and then it looks like a mountain range, but it looks like a desert.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Okay. So the progression from two to three there. And this is your subconscious mind to your conscious mind, Jessica. And it's so, again, it's just wonderful that you managed to pick these two cards that happen in succession. It's the same character going from collecting the decisions, making the decisions, collecting the information to beginning the journey. And, you know, your subconscious mind with the two of wands, as we were speaking about listening before, is listening, observing, watching, Looking at the environment. And in three, you have your wands. You're ready to go. The desert is in front of you. But after the desert is a river and mountains and boats and civilization. So the card literally depicts there that there is a trial. But after the trial, there's bounty. There's f- fertility.
0: Can we talk about my outfit too?
1: You wear the sickest robes.
0: I lo- This is like... <laughs> This is actually like Gucci colors. May
1: I compliment your wreath of garlands?
0: Yeah, it's pretty badass. It is.
1: It is. So finally, in this minimal sode, and then we'll bring it to a close, on this subject, the tarot, which we love and will be coming back to many times, we've got the five of pentacles. When and the six of pentacles came, came up before. You know, when I'm talking about the tarot, I feel like I'm commentating a sports game. I get all fired up. I'm like, yeah, you're, I'm like, you're so excited. Here comes the excited. Six of Pentacles Is it through. the
0: coffee or the deck? I don't know. A little of both.
1: But so this scene is speaking to that moment of the Six of Pentacles where, you know, we, and this is the position of this moment. See, so those are those two. They're in bad shape. They are. They're in bad shape. Those are those two folks in bad shape that in the six of pentacles, Jessica, here's the key. Here's where the story comes to full fruition. In the six of pentacles, the card you pulled earlier, yourself provides them generosity, charity. The part of you that is affluent, balanced, just, and abundant almost literally saves those two characters.
0: In the future.
1: Correct. Yes. So and this card is this position of kind of just placing a period at the end of the sentence on this reading. You know, this last card I ask people to pull when I do a reading of six, that really just kind of sums up the whole picture. And the beauty of this card coming in at this moment is, again, it really kind of completes the circle that we began with of that merchant offering alms, offering generosity and charity to those parts of ourselves that need it, frankly. Any part of ourself that may be feeling lack or scarcity. Mm
0: -hmm. So any questions?
1: Any questions before we conclude this reading and this minimal sode?
0: Lots of questions, but I need some time to process this. Cool. We'll put a picture on our Instagram of these cards this was really cool.
1: Right on. Yes, we'll be coming back to the tarot for many reasons and many ways in the future. So thank you very much for listening today. Thank you, Jessica.
0: Thanks, Stan. And we will be back with some more minimal sodes and some more regular sodes. That's right. Look out
1: for the sodes. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
0: Visit MindSpaceMinimal.com and email us at MindSpaceMinimal at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-D-S-P-A-C-E-M-I-N-I-M-A-L dot com. Keep it minimal and keep it moving. Thanks again for listening.